and a very warm welcome to part four of my betting mini-series, Betting for a Living. My name's Lee Keys of systembet.co.uk and today's episode I will be discussing one of the variables that has made me a substantial amount of money over the years and how important it is many punters don't do this kind of research because it's not part of the accepted sort of curriculum within racing where it's all about speed figures and handicap marks and form and trainer form and we like this jockey we like that jockey we like this it's about spotting pigs so not the farmyard animals but but certainly the ones that refuse to win races now you might say well how how can you spot a horse that doesn't want to win win a race well there are several techniques for doing so and i'd like to go through uh, several of those techniques in this chapter now the thing about pigs is these are if if, if you think a horse it's a herd animal the these you know horses are horses are bred to race yes they're, they're thoroughbreds they're bred to race faster than say you know other breeds of horses but they're still herd animals and a lot of the horses say you've seen them on Newmar- at Newmarket, Lambourne. They'll work on the gallops, and they'll they'll work with other horses. So, so they're brought up to be herd animals. It's in it's in it's in the genes. It's in it's in the thinking. Uh, they like to be uh, not all horses, but many of the horses like to be around other horses. So you have to bear in mind sometimes when you might be looking to back a horse that hasn't been. Sort of at the races, he's had three runs for a mark, um, and you're thinking, today's the day, today's the day, this horse has got plenty in hand, I've had the word off the connections, and all of a sudden, the horse comes there going well, uh, the second last, and then patently refuses to go past the one in front, and by that, it means the horse has either hung into the other one, which you can you can see by the, the path they're taking, if you look on, on any running, uh, you can see that the, the, whether the horse is running in a straight line, and if you see the horse edging to the other one, that's basically saying, mm, "I'm not sure about this. I'm, do I really want to go past you? Ooh, it's the scary unknown out in front on my own." Well, there's, you know, there's reasons why a lot of big yards you use lead horses. Some horses are very, very good out in front, being lead horses for other quality animals uh, in in home home work. Some horses like 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 to lead. Look at Mark Johnston. You know, has lots of front runners. Um, that's that's the way they that they're taught to race. And so all horses aren't the same, but in general, they are herd animals, and that's that's what you're going to get. So sometimes when you're asking a horse then to go to the front for the first time, when when you hear the phrases, "Oh, he's green" or "She's green," doesn't know what the game's about. That that's basically saying that they're not sure what to do when they actually get there. They don't know whether to run faster or... and So it, so sometimes it can be greenness. Now, there's several techniques I use for spotting pigs. And and it served, served me well, um, certainly in the Betfair era, as well as pre-Betfair. You know, it was always easy for me anyway to spot a horse that didn't quite want to win or kind of lost concentration on the running etc when when it was important you know you needed your horse to win you know that's the most important part important part of the race the final furlong or the or the jump at the last now what i'm going to do later in this episode is i'm going going to go through real life examples 
of horses that are ungenuine, so you can watch along with me. So I'm going to actually play the replay of the Betfair video of the, of the Racing Post video. So if you have got a Racing Post subscription, it will make the final part of this podcast more interesting because we can talk about what I'm seeing and how I'm seeing it and why. And that, that will also maybe give you some experience in, in what maybe not to look for. Uh, so I also think that's quite important. I mean, the importance of spotting pigs is, is absolutely vital for me. I'd say it's one of the most important cogs of, of making my game pay. Because remember what I said in the first episode, punters refuse to validate data. They can't be bothered. They can't be bothered to go and watch seven or eight runs back of the horse and and build a characteristic profile of it. They want they want they they they're lazy. They won't do any work. So you so by you by doing the work, you get the edge. You've got more knowledge than they have, and I mean you know and and, and away you go. So one of my first techniques for spotting pigs is I use Betfair price history. Now you can find Betfair price history in the time form results section they they usually tell you what price the horse has gone in running uh, on the on the time form results site i use a software called proform professional which you can download which you can subscribe to like i say it is expensive but if you want the data you have this is this is the sort of stuff i do and They've got the entire price history on Betfair since, I think, I believe 2008 or 2009. So I've literally got 12 years of Betfair data, which tell me how short a horse went in running. And that's vital, because if you if you think about it, if a horse runs 10 times, goes odds on in running on those 10 occasions, and doesn't win at least five races then there's a sign that it could be a little bit, you know, a little bit iffy. I mean, think about it. If you go less than even money in running, if assuming that you're not odds on in the first place, it basically means you should be winning. If you go odds on, it means you should be winning at least five races. If you go five to one on in five races, you should be winning five out of six races. So if you win no races, that's bad. That's real bad. Because the market's saying you're, you're, you're a short price to win this. You should be going close to winning so that so that's a rule of thumb i have so if a horse says ran 10 times and only won two races that's gone odds on in in all those 10 occasions in running that means uh, betfairs in running punters are seeing something in running that makes that horse go odds on I, it's looking likely to win but doesn't on eight occasions it's it's failed to get its head in front so that these are the types of horse that can unlock races now, I see this horse many a time, this type of horse, priced up as favourites, second favourites. Because why? Because they've ran well, they've got good speed figures, they've, 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 but all the, all, but a lot, many of the time, all they are doing is running with the herd. So they will, they, they, that's why horses, re consistency levels, you'll get certain horses able to run to 75 one race, then for some reason finish second again and only run to 65. Because it's running with the herd. It will happily run to 75. If the one in front can run to 75, it'll go faster with it. That's the whole point. Um, a typical example of this was Sermon's Mount. A horse from back in the day. And this is not an example that I'm going to go through with you on video. I'll get to that moment uh, shortly. But Sermon's Mount was a, a favourite of mine. He, he, he ran 
from sort of 2009 to 2012. And he traded odds on in running 15 times. 15 times. And won just twice. He went sub 1.1 on four occasions. And was beaten at the very minimum 101 twice. So that's 100 to 1. A winner in his if you if you lay a thousand pounds at one one oh one in running you've made a thousand pounds for risking ten pounds he's done that twice he did it he did it twice um and he was the type of horse that just literally just 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 didn't didn't want to do it and if he got to the front he'd mess about and that, that's 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 the thing these are the horses that we need to be priced up at three to one favorite in a race because i'm not saying then we can take 25 percent, which is what three three to one represents out of the market but what we can do is say that that can't be a three to one shot because even when it's gone odds on in running it's only converted twice out of 15 occasions so that's the kind of data that we build up over time the key is not to give horses too many chances it's easy to back a horse and think oh that was unlucky it went down by a neck it, it looked to be trained but was it trained you've always got to doubt them if if they look the winner a furl and you thought and you're thinking this looks the winner and they don't go past you can't be just making it away oh, it ran well it, 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 no no the the game is it's data it's validation it's saying that horse looked like winning but it didn't so that that that's one black mark and i always say two black marks so that's one black mark where i'm a little bit concerned if it does it again then that's it that's finished it, I, there's no more chances i'm not i'm not even ever going there ever get that that's, that's it it's on the list it's on the list to, to avoid and to to oppose and this is what opens races for me this is what basically gives me value on other runners that maybe maybe have lesser form ratings maybe has lesser uh, a, a gooder profile but that's what gets me the prices because I know that that horse that everyone else is backing because he's got the best speed figures ain't no good. Anyway, this is the part now I'm going to go uh, on a little bit more about real life examples. So if you have got your Betfair, uh, sorry, your, your, your Racing Post site or any other video sites open, you, I think you can use Racing TV archives. You can use At The Races. So there are different free sites as well, maybe not just a, a race, Racing Post subscription where you can enjoy and view this race with me. So the first one I'm going to give an example to is a horse called Rio Quinta. Now again, you're going you're gonna to say to me, well, this horse, if you, if you look at its history, that's, that's R-I-O-Q-U-I-N-T-O. So it's R-I-O space Q-U-I-N-T-O. Trained by Ollie Murphy, ran the other day, 29th of March, 21. Third, third to a horse called Flem Cara. And if you get the closing stages up, um, you can see now, as we approach the close, I'm just going to wind it on a little bit, and I'll, I'll, I'll get to a point just coming into the straight now. Um, the horse is sort of under pressure. It's you know, it's it's got a chance still. It's in it's in third place. And and you can see now. Oh, hang on, this got a serious start now. So, so as we come to the last, and I'll just freeze it as we come to the last. You can see it's starting to make a challenge on the eventual winner, Flem Cara, and it's coming through to win the race. If you like, you know, it's it's. In fact, Betfair made it at that point one point four seven, I think, or, or to that in running. So it was favourite. It was favourite to win in running. So we watch watch the last. Didn't get the last right. Which some will say, well, that's what—that's why it didn't win. 
and that's what that's what the excuses and the form pundits might say. Oh, may, bit bit of a but watch the finish. Watch this. Look at that. Just look at that. Now, how's that finish third from the last? That's a horse simply either that's got maybe a physical problem as well. But that you know that horse, it's finished third there. Let's say it comes out in three weeks' time. People look at the form. So that's not too bad. Third got beat six lengths. Had every been a bit of a mistake at the last. And they'll say, yeah, that's fair enough. You know, no, it's not fair enough. That's the one that I'm taking on in its next race. Um, just primarily on what I've sort of seen there. It's either got a wind problem because it's wind packed in on the running. But more, more to me, I think that was a horse just packing in. He's, and he's also got a history of doing that. Even though he's got two wins, he's got a history of just downing tools. So Rio Quinto, that is, you know, sort of a prime example there. Um, if you've got your video book still open, a second one I'm going to uh, preview now is a horse called Great Khan. So that's G-R-E-A-T space K-H-A-N. Great Khan, and if you click on his profile, he's had uh, numerous chances in his life. In fact, his career record was 34 runs, one win, 10 seconds and 8 thirds. Now, I know some of you might say, well, it's all right telling me this now. Well, that's the point, though. This is the skill. that You're supposed to spot this a long time before the form book ends up telling you it's a pig. That's the skill. And this is another example here of a horse that travelled oh so well, but had a history of doing absolutely nothing on the running. And he got one particular trait that I want to highlight here this is a horse that often made a terrible mistake at the final final fence or final hurdle he had this nasty habit of getting the last hurdle or fence wrong and i have a theory behind this because i believe if you look to the 15th of december 2016 that's the that's the run in fact no is that right is that right get, let's get the date right i don't want to get the no 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 it's not the right date 20th of march 2021 uh, is the last run when he ran against Getterday. Now, you, everyone's going to say he's unlucky. Every single person will say, let's get the closing stages up. So we, I'm going to fast forward it, because you just fast forward it to the last, just before the last. So coming to the last, Great Khan has a two-length advantage over his rivals. Bearing in mind that at this point of his career, he's one from 34, right? He's got a history of belting the last and then just saying no. And here again, so two lanes clear. The race is absolutely in the bag. The other two not really going anywhere. And coming to the last now, bang. He's done that on so many occasions. And then, but that's it, you see. The, the excusers will say that, no, nah, it's made a bad mistake at the last. It would have won, but for that. No, it, it, check its history. The number of times that's, that, that horse has done that in its career. Uh, Leopardstown, 9th of March, 2018. Did exactly the same. Led coming to the last, travelling well, blasted through the last flight. Didn't even finish second, finished third. And this is what I'm saying, that you cannot make excuses for horses like this. Horses that make mistakes at the last two fences, over jumps in particular, are for me horses that aren't that bothered about winning. They've, they're losing concentration. How can you jump well all race and then get the last two wrong or the last wrong? Well, you can't because because you you basically are losing concentration, or you you you're not you're not wanting to, to go about your business, 
another prime example for you to finish off the the examples of um, of uh, horses that don't want to win. Let's say is Call Vinny. Um, so that's C A double L space Vinny V I double N I E. He's a horse that last ran in 2017, and his career record was 17 runs, no wins, five seconds, two thirds. And this horse had a bit of a history for trading odds on in running. On seven occasions, seven, he went odds on in running, sometimes big odds on in running, never got his head in front. Never on one occasion. Yet another prime example, and we will go back to the 15th of December, 2016, on your on your uh, replays at Tremor. So 15th of December 2016, he was third behind the Living Beauty. And again, what I was highlighting about last fence errors and mistakes, and people will put it down to bad luck. Let's fast forward the finish to, to, for Colvinny here. So he's coming through. He's travelling the best. And you're thinking, well, you know, this is just like, this is, this is brilliant. You know, lovely jump at the second last. Still travelling absolutely wonderful. And basically, here we come now to the the final fence. This is it. Jumps really awkward, makes an awkward shape. You know, didn't hit it, but made an absolute awkward shape. And then look at that. What's he found on the running? That's like the that's like the Flying Dutchman in the Pirates of the Caribbean. It, it's got more dead dead objects, seashells. It's dead inside, absolutely dead inside. And that horse has just repeatedly done that. Travelled well. Then just got to the last, either fluffed it, made a mistake, made a made a, a poor shape, if you like, and, and 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 got it wrong. And this is what people will because they're finishing close up, because they're finishing second and third. The betting public like that sort of horse because well, it's a good speed figure, it's good form. The winners come out and won next time. Blah 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 blah. That's not the angles we're looking for. This is a major angle, and it can unlock markets for you. Other things to be wary of. Uh, which I will just finish off the show with, Hi, uh, high head carriages. This can be a sign of reluctance because you think about it, a horse should race with its head down in, in a straightforward motion with its head extended and trying. That's a real sign of a good horse that tries. Horses that have high high head carriages, now that can be a sign of refusal. It can be sometimes that's not that's not all the case, all the time. Sometimes it can be something that it could be something to do with the wind. The wind needs tightening, and sometimes because it's like they can't breathe, so they've got the neck extended upwards, so they can get more air into the lungs. Sometimes it's a family trait. Are either Super Sire Saddler's Wells uh, did did that? He got a very very awful head carriage, to be fair, and that's from the Northern Dancer line, obviously, and produced Galileo Super Sire, basically. So there are there are exceptions to the rule, of course there are. I'm not saying there aren't. Look for awkward head carriages to one side. That can be a sign of refusal. Because the horse then is turning its head to one side, which could be a sign of hanging. It could be a sign of the horse just isn't quite happy. Again, why would you not have your head straight forward, look, look, you know, head down, trying to the line? Sometimes it can be, though, that the horse is trying to see the forwards direction better. There has been multiple winners that have won plenty of races throughout the career with awkward head carriages that turn the head to one side to get a better 
better peripheral view of what's in front of them. That's just that's that can be traits. That's one to, to sort of like look for as well. This is one discipline that that can be learned. It it, it will give you a big edge. Things like horses not running in straight lines. You you know yourself if if you're out for a run or a jog or whatever. Why would you run left and right? You know, unless you're avoiding people. Now, if you if you've got nothing in front of you, why why are you edging to your left or edging to your right? It's either a physical problem where you, where if you imagine a horse got four four, four wheels basically as, as as you know as, as feet that, that that if it's not balanced, then obviously and there's a physical problem. Then you can drift to your left or right due to physical problems, but. And you can see this on the old weather when they when when they show the head on, and you can see them either the pattern in the in in the artificial surface, either left or right, especially at Southall. Um, but it's a telltale sign of ungenuineness if you are hanging left into others or hanging right. You're not running straight forward, so you're losing ground. It's it's a sign of a horse sometimes wanting to get out of it. Sometimes it can be maybe that they want the paddock gate. They can see the paddock gate. They know it's home time. That's food time, etc. And horses think that's it. That's enough for me. So they edge edge the way to the exit because they think that's it. But in general, it's not a good sign if you, if your horse moves to the left or goes to the right. You need to be very wary about supporting horses that that have this have this trait. As I said, this is one discipline that if if you learn this and you develop it to your edge, you will beat the betting public on this. The betting public tend to be one-dimensional, speed figures, your basic stuff that everyone... I'm not saying they're not important. Of course they are. But this is one skill you can learn without not knowing anything about time, form, distance, ground, anything. This is one discipline that you can learn by just watching horses' characteristics. And if it's something that doesn't sit right with your gut feeling, it just doesn't feel right. Though you think, well, you know, this is this horse is this horse not putting it all in? Then usually you'll be right. You will be right if if you feel that that the horse is just not getting on with it. Don't never give them excuses. It literally is that's it off the list, and you have to look elsewhere for a bet. But as I say, it does open races. So that's the first variable. I hope you've enjoyed this chapter. That's the first and most important variable I use in betting for a living. I'll be back next week with part five, where I haven't decided what a variable I'm going to pick next. I'll, I'll, there's so many to go through. So I'm, I'm going to think, well, I, I might pick something that I feel is something else you could develop from that before we get into the nitty gritty of time and form because these are things that are more tricky tricky to teach people it's not not easy so next look out for part five next week i hope you hope you've enjoyed this one and i it, it'll be online around wednesday next week so hope you've enjoyed bye for now <laughs>